Okay, this is part three in our crash course on Hilchas Pesach. Remembering that these halachas are extremely extensive, and we're just giving a very, very, very on the surface idea of many of the halachas. Obviously, the specific halachas should be consulted with your own rov. Anyone's welcome to send me emails aw at etrog.net.il. I'll try to answer whatever I can. So we'll start like this today, but Hashem, I want to go through the actual idea of Chomets and how it applies to many of our products, and then we'll lead on Be'ezus Hashem next time, talking about Kitneus and uh, Gebrochts. So there's a Maizah Shariah, somebody called me, maybe it was last year, the year before, Cholomoy Pesach, she says to me, she went um, to Leo Pesach, she was saved the night by a friend, and she came back very, very depressed. I said, what happened? What's the matter? So she says, well, I'm about Shuva. And she saw a picture of her great-great-grandparents who looked very, very fun, they were very religious. But she went to this Seder, and the family, what they did before Yontav is they'd gone to the Dead Sea, they'd gone to the Yamamelech, to pick up their own salt for Pesach. So she says, oh my gosh, does that mean they're getting more brownie points in Shemaim because they're more Machman? I said, absolutely not. It could be that's their minig, it could be that's where they're holding. You know, you know, some people won't even eat tomatoes without the peel. Or, you know, with the peel on, for that matter. So therefore, you know, we never laugh, as we said originally, we never laugh at any minhogim. There's nothing to worry about, as long as we're following the guidelines of halacha. We're absolutely fine. What other people do is up to them, and if they want to be machmeh, let them be machmeh. But we try to keep the halachas as we possibly can, as the Orachayim uh, HaKadosh says, in the Parish 5, or out of 42, when he discusses Imbuchu Kusay Telechu, he says, before you go into Chumras, make sure you keep the Ikah Adin. But again, when it comes to Minhagim on Pesach, everybody obviously should keep their Minhag. But what I wanted to give you a little bit of a Hagdoma to actual Chumras, you know, because the Rambam tells us, person eats Chumras on Pesach, Loikavachayiv Koris. Obviously, Tomarakazayas, he's eating within a certain amount of time. And there are different types of Chumats that actually we don't even realize and we're not even aware of. And I want to make you aware. And some of the things I want to discuss is do I, do I need to throw them out? Do I need to sell them? Can I just keep them? Can I even use them? Those sorts of things. So we have Chumats Gomel. Chumats Gomel is pure Chumats. Right? We're talking about something which is like bread. Right? Something like that. You take flour, yeast, and water, you put it together make some eggs, that uh, put some eggs and flour and sugar and whatever else in there, then obviously that's considered to be actual chomets without any shiloh whatsoever. Then we have something called taruvus chomets. Taruvus chomets means it has chomets inside it, maybe not a kazayas, so you are over on baliro, balimotza, so it's a problem, right? And therefore, there are certain alochas, there are categories within that as well of exactly what that means. But just to give you an, an idea, you can have condiments. For example, you can have uh, condiments that, you know, ketchup, mayonnaise, and these sorts of salad dressings that actually contain grain vinegar ingredients that the total accumulated volume of chomets ingredients might not equal a kazayas. But the it's there. You can have wines that are blended with a small amount of whiskey that are made from grains. And therefore, again... You have to know how much is there. You have to know what it is. But Taruva's chomets means it's not pure chomets, but it has a mixture of chomets inside it. Then we have something called chomets nuksha. Chomets nuksha is a whole different din. Chomets nuksha basically, uh, I would, uh, degraded chomets. It's basically, it's chomets that basically became spoiled and degraded due to, you know, various conditions. It has its own separate category at all. It's not the same as everything else. Um, there's different, the shite exactly what that means. Is it semi-fermented dough? Is it fully fermented dough that's spoiled? You know, there are all different categories that it could be. And there's no, it's generally not roila chili, you can't eat it. And then we have chomets shenifgam. 
right? It's nifsom achilas odom. Nobody can eat it in that way. It's completely not edible. Not nifsom achilas kelev as well. It also means that a dog even can't eat it as well. And therefore, it's come completely moldy and spoiled. And therefore, it's not even also really technically to eat on Pesach. Um, this could be very moldy bread. Something, you know, behind the kitchen or uh, something that's totally burnt at the back of your oven and all these sorts of things. Uh, and therefore, such a thing like that, especially if it's Nifsam Achinas Kalev, um, you're actually allowed to own it. And according to many, you're even allowed to eat it. Right? Maybe we don't, but the Maestro, technically, you are allowed directly to eat that such a thing in that case. A soap, for example, just to give you an idea, we'll go through some examples soon, and inks, shoe polishes, all these sorts of things, they may actually have chomets inside them. Right, little do you know that some of them can have some grains, grains inside them in different forms. But the says nifsam achilas kelev, and therefore there's no problem to own such a thing on Pesach. Um, and therefore, we're not worried about that. Just, just to give you an example, give you a little bit of a background before we start going into the practical side of things, because some people have asked for some of the background. The Mishnah Msachim says kol shosh mutal echol mutal leMichael Behema. And as long as you're allowed to eat chametz, you're allowed to feed to your animals, and you're allowed to sell it to a goy. Um, says the Gemara, isn't that obvious? Says the Gemara, we're talking about something that's extremely burnt. Rashi explains, we're talking about something that's burned by the fire, and therefore, basically, it's bottled the time, bottled the maris, doesn't look like bread, doesn't taste like bread, and the chiddush over here is that if it's burnt before the zman, you're allowed to go and feed it to an animal even after the zman. And that's where the rush comes along, and this halacha that I just mentioned to you, and said it's nifsa machilas kalev, it's so moldy, so therefore, there's no problem, you're allowed to even eat it in that case. Afra ba'alm is the lotion of the rush. But the Maisa, he does say it's also to eat it in that case. But what it basically means is like this, is that many of our cosmetics, um, are basically that even if they contain chomets, so it's nifsal the tsura of chomets, and it's not for achila, Shulchan Aruch and Tofman base in the beginning discusses this by Rikos, and therefore can be used. Now, maybe you can't eat it, but you can use it. So if you have powders, nail polish, and these sorts of things, generally they're okay to be used in that case. Soap, medications in pill form, inks, shoe polish, toothpaste we'll get to. Me'ikadin, all of these things are mutter without a hair. Sure, we'll get to some of the other things as well. Now, when it comes to medication, there's a slight different idea, because medication is a different aloha, and that is something called achshaveh. Achshave means that really you don't eat it, but you could, and some people do. The fact that you eat it, does that make it that you have turned it into a food? In other words, really it's not food. It's not made for food, it's a medication idea. But you ate it. So your eating it may turn it into a chashivas of food. So most posts can hold that achshave that is by food items that became unfit, that you now reclass them as food items by eating them. So if, for example, you take a, that burnt piece of bread that's totally burnt, and you now eat it, so you give it an achshave. But there's no achshave by medicines. Most post-commold, there's no achshave by medications, by eating a medication, in which is basically by swallowing it, by digesting it, that it does not elevate it to food status. Because all you're doing is to feed, is to treat your sickness. Just by the way, Agav hopefully will get these alakha as well. But it's extremely important. I just want to mention this, because we just talked about burning bread. That people that do the, you know, beer chomets and Pesach and they throw bread into the fire, people make a huge mistake. And we'll try to get to this, but maybe we'll forget. 
No, they throw in like whole loaves of bread, big, big things of dough into the fire, and you know, and it goes everywhere. And if you're not makbid and you're not careful, it could be that bread never got burnt. If it never got burnt, it's still bread and it's still yours, unless you do bittel, which we do anyway, which we'll discuss. But the, you know, you say kol chamir and you mavatel everything and you're rishus, but you have to be very careful to throw it piece by piece, little by little, and make sure it hits the ikkur of the fire to make sure that it actually gets burnt. It's very, very important. Now, there's another thing as well which I want to mention. And again, I am literally skimming over this. I could spend uh, hours just on what we're discussing now. But there's another thing. What about something that's not Roy La but it could be made Roy La either by cooking it, distillation, or by adding certain ingredients? Do we consider it Roy or not Roy? Do we say right now it's not Roy because it's not Roy right now? It's not fit. Or do we say that thinks theoretically it has the potential to become Roy, to become fit? We give it that din. So, so for example, Pure grain-based alcohol, which you'll find in many uh, many uh, things, you know, you'll find it even in um, in uh, cologne and perfumes and other things like that. So, in the state that it is right now, it's totally unedible. Nobody that I know will drink, however much of an alcoholic they are, wouldn't do that. Although I must tell you, Amaisa, there was a newspaper in Canada, and they found a drunk guy that was surrounded by cans of disinfectant because it contained ethanol alcohol, so he would puncture the can, dilute it in his drink for his daily high. I guess it was a lot cheaper than whiskey. So I guess, if, uh, you know, you know, uh, strong measures, you know, can, can lead to anything. But generally, pure grain alcohol, which is in many, many things, is totally unedible the way it is. It is also to keep it in your house over Pesach, because theoretically, if it would be distilled, it could become raw. And therefore, what you need to do is put it away, sell it with all the things you sell to the goy. Another good example is, is uh, denatured alcohol as well. It's alcohol mixed with other chemicals. Can also can be made roy, and therefore anything with that sort of thing should be sold and not kept over Pesach in that case. Um, now, most of this issue is only applicable to p- liquid form things like aftershave, hairspray, deodorant, shaving lotion, and things like that. When you have a thick cream, generally it's not Nagaya, because a thick cream is totally unedible cannot be made edible, and therefore you're allowed to use those things even without a hersha. So when it comes to things, for example, like perfume, the base product is normally unfit, the scent added to it may be fit, and therefore that comes into a So we generally are machma in such a case, and it depends. If it's a liquid product, like deodorant, perfume, and cologne, has alcohol inside it, look at the ingredients, so basically it's edible, and therefore a lot of posts can hold, sell it, and get rid of it. There are many who are makers as well. Stick deodorants, and things like that for sure are no problem whatsoever. Shoe polish totally unedible. You're allowed to use it without a hersha, without any problem whatsoever. Obviously, washing up powder and things like that. Nifsa machilis kalev, you're allowed to keep it, you're allowed to move, use it without any problem whatsoever. Shampoo, even if it con- contains chomets, cannot be turned into chomets, and therefore is allowed to be kept and allowed to be used. Baby wipes! Without getting into the inner of using them on Shabbos and Yom Tov, which everywhere we anyway know is Asa, but the question is, a lot of the baby wipes actually have alcohol inside them, which is derived from wheat, and therefore you're getting Hanar. It's interesting, I'm not getting into details. Uh, the Mizamisha Brewer in some Tov Samach Vav in the beginning, that he talks about the Chitim of a Goy, that the Goy chewed it. And the Mishnah talks about this in, in, in Psachim in the third Perik, and that says that if a Goy chewed it and lent it to a Yid to put on his wound, so he says it's Mutter, even though Chomet is Asa Banar, it's not Shaloka Derech Hanar. So therefore the question over here is, is this also Shaloka Derech Hanar? Many of the Poskim say yes, it's considered to be Shaloka Derech Hanar, and therefore it's Mutter to use it on Pesach. 
again, there are those who are machmir, so they get one with a hexa of kosher of Pesach. By the way, people laugh on certain things. <laughs> Look at this, it's got a hexa of Pesach. Is that the reason that the kosher authorities want to make money? No, it's actually not the reason. It's because there are there many who are machmir, and even shaloka derechana, like this example, and they want to make sure that they don't have any ano bechlal. But again, that would be muta. Same thing would be hand soaps, many of them for male um, oils and alkynes and perfumes and colors and preservatives. Some of them do have chomets. They are absolutely allowed to use those without any problem whatsoever. Um, again, there are those who are machmeh. The Gemara tells us in Yuma, Shicha Kashtia, that when you smear something, it's like drinking it, it's like ingesting it, Gemara Yuma, and therefore there are those who are machmeh. I just simply want to mention that because it's Nagea in that case. Aftershave, again, many of them do contain alcohol, but it's not so generally you could be making in such a case toothpaste and mouthwash then it is mutter to use regular ones without a hersha because again most of these things are not that means even if you do swallow which nothing will happen to you it's not really called achshva it's not the way of eating it's not the mahalach that's not what they make it for but again Rav Moshe, for example, in Gris Moshe, says that a person should be machmeh to use one over the hechsha because it's so easy to find. There's no reason whatsoever. And Rav Moshe says another reason is as you're putting it into your mouth. Anything you put in your mouth is obviously not nifsa machilas kelev. But again, there are those, there are many, many men who are makeo, but there is a mockum definitely to be machmeh in that case. Another example is label and stickers on pots and pans. Some of them are actually made from glue that come from chomet, so make sure you get rid of them totally before you buy your new pans and use them for Pesach. If you're already cooked in it, you don't have to worry because Play-Doh. People don't realize Play-Doh, a lot of it is pure dough. And therefore, yes, it might be colored and have other adjectives to keep it soft and keep it going, but it's not Nifsa Machila because obviously they can't be because kid children may eat it, it will damage them. So they make sure it's not totally Nifsa Machila. And therefore, I always laugh when I see the uh, children's activities they come back from gun and playgroup with. That's, you know, here's, the, here's my Pesach Seder full of Play-Doh. Shemirachim, Chomot's Gomo, get rid of it. Again, sometimes it's only fake and therefore it's not real, but it's good to get rid of these things before. It's amazing as well. I also saw once a, P- a Pesach picture that the kids made a picture of a Seder plate made from pieces of pasta that were glued on and coloured. A piece of pasta. Tchomotz gomo. Shemirachim. Get rid of these things. Be very careful. Balloons have starch in them. Also could be made, could be blowing these things up on Pesach. Cholamoid. And therefore watch out from these things in these cases uh, to make sure it's okay. Uh, medicine. As you mentioned, uh, medicine, most medicine nowadays, even if it contains chom, it's not roi lachilas adam, because they put things in there to be to pogum it, to get rid of it. So me'ika adin, a choyla for sure, that any shayla whatsoever is allowed to eat them. But again, many posts can do say that if you can get kosher basic ones, you definitely should, especially if it's a sweet tasting medicine like a sucking candy or it's a liquid. A liquid is much worse than a solid like a tablet and you have to be careful. The same thing applies to vitamins as well that a person has to be careful what vitamins he takes, cosmetics as well. We mentioned most of these things as well that a person has to be careful just to be aware. Okay, and it's just to be aware of certain things. Even floral arrangements with decorative wheat and barley stalks can be painted over. You have to be careful uh, from these things. Uh, books, pamphlets, and these things that can be glued together with chomets binding. Again, it's not so nagea because these things are nifsa machinas kelev and nobody's eating them. So generally, it's going to be okay in that case. But again, the idea is basically to make sure you have a good look and see what you're using, what you're having. There are lists available, the OU, the Star K. There's so many things you can look online to see do they have, do they not have, and even if they do have, most of the times it's okay. Anything you're not using, the best thing is to do is to put it together with all the cupboards that you're selling to the goy, and therefore together with the benches, together with the chaladekel, the chala knives, and you know, the things that you know that for sure have chomets inside them that you're not going to start checking, you're not going to start cleaning, put them away, sell them with the goy, takes a lot easier. You know, with Moshe, 
they bring down for Ramosha. Ramosha said it was up to him. I think cleaning the entire house should take about three hours before Pesach. And he said basically 45 minutes for the rest of the house and about an hour and, 15, and two hours and 15 minutes, if that makes sense, for the kitchen itself. It really doesn't have to take that long. Especially if you're selling to a go, which most people do. There's no reason why you can't <clears throat> put many things away sell them to the guy, and therefore you don't even have to have cleaning them, you don't have to worry, the only thing you do need to have cleaning and watch out are things that you're going to use, things that you're going to eat, things that you're going to put surfaces on for food preparation and other things like that, like a spar for example, that you know you're going to use, maybe the safer that you're going to use may give that a shake out before Yontif if you normally eat your breakfast over it to make sure that there's no crumbs over there but anything else you don't have to worry too much and obviously if you do open up to make sure that nothing comes out of it and falls onto your plate because you've got to be worried about things I do want to mention a couple of shinies that did come in recently about baby bottles so baby bottles make it then you could clean same thing applies to pumping parts and other things as well. But the, the many people, when it comes to pacifiers, dummies and bottles, is to get new ones if you can. Obviously, with the months of now where things closed, it's much, much harder. So therefore, obviously, you can rely on just cleaning it out with hot water and soap. But if you can get to a store, if you do have some spare ones that are brand new and fresh, you should keep those for Pesach and use those for Pesach. Um, but if you don't, then you can use the regular ones, clean them out well, and um, make sure you clean them out with hot water and soap. There are those people that will make sure that will, they will not touch a surface that is hot on Pesach itself. So if you are using a chometz bottle, which was you know washed up in a chometz sink, or pumping parts that were washed up in a chometz sink, even though you washed them out before Pesach, try not to wash them out with boiling hot water on Pesach that will fall onto your chom- your Pesach sink, or maybe shouldn't touch the actual Pesach sink, and therefore you wash them out with cold water. You are absolutely no problem whatsoever on Pesach itself. That pretty much leads us to the halachas, which Hashem, next time we're going to be talking about the Indian of kidneys and how. It applies to many of the modern products that we have and the idea of uh, um, talking about Gabros for those people that have a minic and then Be'ez HaShem will move on to all the other interesting halachas we'll get to. Have a wonderful, healthy and safe day.